what's going on, y'all? She can talk the podcast. We are here. I am your host, Colleen, aka Gongali MC, if you're looking for me on Instagram for the music, or Colleen Eat Wings if you're looking for that food and them sauces, and on Instagram as well. Or if you just want to hang out with me over here at the podcast, it is She Can Talk the podcast, and we are here at episode six. I always forget to shout out Doe Records and DoeRecords.com. I love you. That's my baby. So if you want to know about music, what we're doing next year, what we got going on, because God bless it in Jesus' name, the doors is going to open up, the world is going to open up, and I can get get to go to the other side of it. So that's what I'm praying for for 2021. But if you want to stay posted on that, you can go to www.doerecords.com. Or if you just want to book me, doerecords.com. Or if you want to submit music to the label, doerecords.com. All right. So there we go. It's episode six. I hope you guys had a good week, a better weekend as we move into another week, getting closer to Halloween, getting closer to the the elections. Need I need I go there? But um, yeah, we're here. We're here at episode six. And um, time flies because it's almost two months. I'm two episodes away from doing this for two months already. And I'm so, in, I'm so, in, I'm still like in disbelief. Like, I can't believe it that I'm getting um good reception from you all out there. So thank you. I get so much interactions. I get emails now. Oh my gosh. I got an email the other day and they were like, um, that, okay. So it's weird because they said they, they all they remember was clean eat wings, so they looked up clean eat wings, and they were looking for me, but they only saw like the food up there. But they did see, um, two things. They saw like a song I posted up there, or maybe I did like a montage of food to one of my songs. So I linked them back to Gongoli MC. Needless to say, this person fell down the rabbit hole. And then they went to the website, they found the email, and they emailed me just to tell me how soothing my voice was to them, and they were on currently like episode four. So they would say they were apologizing to me, but you listen to me. Thank you for reaching out to me out there. Shout out. I won't say your name, but um, just out of respect for privacy. But I love you from my mouth to your ears. Thank you. Because that was just an awesome email to read. And it was literally like, you know, a person, this person could relate to me about the rabbit hole. Like they liked what I was talking about. They remembered Clean Eat Wings and then they found Gongli MC and then they found Doe Records and they really fell down a rabbit hole. And shout out to Cilantro Lime Wings because they also tried out Cilantro Lime Wings. Hey, so now I'm going to do some episodes too about my wing fetish I have. It's truly a fetish. Like say, for example, um, writers. Writers is things that artists are asked like what well, promoters as artists, what would they like to have in their dressing room when they come, like when they're ready to perform? And I'm always like chicken wings, <laughs> blue cheese and salad, you know, and then, you know, other things, of course, like water, tea, you know, other things, but chicken wings, you know, and I don't feel bad because I feel like I'm in good chicken wing company with, um, the likes of Jay-Z. I don't know how true it is or not, but 
this is one of the things that warms my heart. So I do hope it's true. One of the stories I heard about Jay-Z like back in the day, well, not really back in the day because he's rich. So it was definitely within his billionaireness. And he's totally shout out to Jay-Z and B like, I love them. And I'm not even BSing. Like I, I respect them on so many levels and love them. And I just watch them grow and progress to where they are. And that's black excellence. Y'all come on out. Let's be real. But, um, I heard this story that Jay-Z has like his chicken, like he loves chicken wings. I don't know if this is still currently the case, but it was like a point in time where he loved chicken wings and he would fly in chicken wings from a specific farm. I don't know if it was his farm or whatever, but like a specific farm that grew like organic chicken wings and he would fly them in for who, wherever he's performing for this chef to cook up and make his chicken wings. I was like, ballerism, bucket list my life <laughs> you know what i'm saying so shout out to jay-z i hope it's true if it's not true i would love to meet jay-z one day and for him to tell me like ah that was a good chicken wing story gonga but it wasn't true so and i and i apologize if it's not true but that's just something i've heard i don't know if it's true or not i've heard it and it just stuck with me for like at least 10 years now because i was like oh my god he loves chicken wings and that's so boss that's some boss shit like flying in organic chicken wings wherever and I think he was like in London and like flew in organic chicken wings to have ready for his rider so yeah so I think I I just went to a whole rant about chicken wings she can talk of course but um I'm gonna do an episode about that but shout out to my email shout out so much love also um a lot of you all been been really interacting with me thank you so i want to just thank you all for listening thank you for whatever you're listening that is if it's podbeam apple iHeartRadio, spotify wherever you're listening at thank you thank you thank you and thank you for reaching out to me you know if it's facebook if it's twitter email gmail like wherever you guys are reaching out to me at, i appreciate it you know so i am gonna do don't get it twisted because i don't say my um cleaning wings handle for no reason i'm gonna do a chicken wing episode when i go into my chicken wing addiction but um i just wanted to shout that out i thought that was so dope and then they ended the email like oh fyi i tried the cilantro lime wings based on you know your um i guess i made a comment about it or something and then um they were like yeah you they're on point so yeah there you go. I'm so happy about that. So, and thank you all for, for tuning in that them, you make a girl feel loved. So I appreciate that, you know? So we're here We're at episode six. Um, this episode, I thought I went through like a whole seven minute rant. Um, this episode is titled the history lies. Well, let me, let me scratch that. Let me go back. Okay. This episode is titled the past and the future lies within you. Okay. And there's going to be some variation of that. Just once I get my administrative skills on and type it up, it might, I might shorten that, but you get it. You get me the past and the future lies within you. So let me tell you why I called that this episode. I was thinking about what I'm going to write about. And this episode is late and I apologize to you all about that. But, um, the reason why it's late is because, um, I dropped a video, follow me now for my song, follow me now off of La Esmeralda, the EP I put out in the earlier part of summer. And, um, because we do a lot of things and we've been doing a lot of things, you know, and really just the way coronavirus is set up for 2020, it really hindered us, um, shooting the way we wanted to shoot initially. But now we're kind of, um, you know, Colossal and I feel a little bit more, 
you know, I'm not even going to say confident to go out there because that's a lie. Like we're not really confident to say like, we're going to go out and hang out and et cetera. But we felt a pretty, we felt comfortable, I should say, to go and like set up times to shoot and shoot this video. So it took a little bit of work, took a little bit of time. So that's why you're like, okay, you released the album at the beginning of the summer and it's like October, you just dropped a video. Bear with me guys. Okay. I appreciate your patience and I love you, but bear with me guys. Okay. This is 2020 Corona 2020. Okay. So everything is different this year. But with that being said, um, another reason why it took longer than anticipated was because we didn't want to just drop it on, you know, like YouTube or IGTV or just, you know, just regular drop it, you know, which is cool, but we kind of like trying to find ways to create streams of income just kind of like you know as we get older we we're looking at things like we're homeowners we just want to be able to like um secure our future and our f- potential kids futures or just whatever you know whoever we have to take care of in the future marley's future my dog you know so um we just want we live comfortable and want to continue to live comfortable so we just try to think of ways to um, just expand on our creativity and maximize it. So we said, you know, we're going to try something different. We're going to try to, um, get it on vivo, which is on YouTube, but it's on vivo. And, um, it's like a way to kind of really, really see royalties, you know, and then see if we can get on title, like title for all of you independent artists out there. Shout out to Jay-Z. I just talked about Jay-Z and the chicken wings, but I love Jay-Z and Beyonce respectively together and separately for so many reasons, but, um, do not sleep on title. Do not sleep on title. I cannot say that enough. Like, you know, a lot of people will be like, and don't get me wrong. I love Spotify. I ha- I think I have a great relationship with Spotify. I'm not gonna talk about like, I can't call them up and be like, Hey, Spotify, throw me on the front page. Not yet. Anyway, you know, we're going to speak that into existence, but, um, I have a good relationship with them where they kind of reach out like Spotify has reached out to me several times and, you know, made great suggestions and they say, Hey, we see you doing this, but if you do this, and I'm talking about legitimately Spotify, not, um, somebody trying to tell you like, Hey, I can get you on a Spotify playlist or, Hey, I can, um, you know, get people to listen to your songs and pay for people to listen to you, whatever that shit is. You know what I'm saying? Like I made a vow to myself. Um, I'm just going to kind of go a little, off the deep end, but you know, she, she could talk. So it was about four or five years ago. I made a vow to myself because I was just getting bombarded. Like every time I put out a song or put out a video or post something, promote myself, I would get more people soliciting me for like paying for views. Then I would get people telling me if they like my music or not. Like, you know, like the true fans, you know, and I refuse to pay for that shit. Like I refuse to pay for views. Okay. So I'm just gonna put it out there. If, if I was running for like president or something, that'd be my campaign. I refuse to pay for views. Okay. So sue me. So if I have fucking, excuse my language, but if I have 30 views on a freaking post, I got 30 views on the post, you know, but what I do like about stuff like, um, Instagram and, um, Spotify and just different places is they allow me to see my stats and they allow me to see my algorithms. You know what I'm saying? And I use that to me. I maximize on that more than a number or a like, and I think you all should too as an artist, but that's an, another episode. I, that's going to be like three hours. I can't be here for three hours talking about that, but, um, 
Yeah. So all of that to say, rambling off to the left is I, ever since that time I was like enough. And I would just like, every time someone was like solicit and I still to this day, because it went from paying for it. Like people, like you post a song about, Oh, DM me for, you know, promotion. You, they want to charge you $800 to promote one freaking song and one email blast. Like nigga, get out of here. And then you have the next one. So it progressed from paying for views to paying for, you know, Oh, I'm going to, promote you in an email blast or whatever. And I'm not saying all email blasts are bad because I have some really effective ones and I have that I'm loyal to. I'm loyal to certain bloggers. I'm loyal to certain, um, radio podcasts or radio stations when it comes to my music because they're organic and they're true. And I've had bloggers and I've had, you know, DJs and I've had radio people say, Hey, Ganga, this is a hit or this is a missile. And I had some people be like, that's not it, Gongo. What's going on? And I like it either way because you're being real with me. I don't like the people that want to give me the fake, oh, it's dope, and it's not. Give me the real. That's not what they're looking for right now. The people looking for something like this. Okay, well, back to the drawing board for me, but thank you for telling me. So now I know what to go craft or to kind of get into the mind state of, you know? So I'm, I'm not saying that you can't, you know, you shouldn't have a relationship with bloggers, DJs, or anything like that, or promoters, you need to have that as an artist, especially as an indie artist, you need that, that's your lifeline, but what I don't agree with, me personally, everyone's different, and I'm not judging you, or scorning you, or belittling you, or berating you, I'm just saying, me personally, I don't feel that, I don't feel any reward in paying for views, you know what I'm saying, like, I feel actually it's a badge of honor for me to have, like, say, my 25 likes on my page versus a thousand likes from some, I don't know, people, some bots or something, you know, I, I'd rather have 10 people tell me they like it and they played it for 10 more people because six degrees of separation, you know, one person can get your music to six other people. And then each of those six people now can get it to six more people of their own, respectively. And I believe in that organic, like, connection and organic growth. So, yeah, like, back um, when I just got bombarded with a lot of those people hitting me up with stuff like that. And I think they all scams anyway, me personally. It just made me nervous. And I was just like, yo, I want to go even further. And I want to go deeper into reducing how much money I put out, <laughs> you know, as possible you know, as an artist, because I, I kind of like, don't, I don't like the, um, the artist is, you know, paying for everything now situation. Like we're the entertainment, but we're paying to perform. So we're paying you to come and entertain your audience, but people are paying to come see a show. So what happens to the audience getting that, you know, what happens to the artists getting that pay? You know what I'm saying? So I basically challenged myself a few years ago. Like, um, I'm not indulging in that because I paid for a few like email blasts and I didn't see nothing from it. Like no results. I should say, you know, I've paid for, um, performances and I, yeah, you know, I sold music when I was at the show, but it didn't equate to what I paid to perform at that show type of thing, you know? So, and that was all a couple of years ago. So I just came to the point where I was like, nah, I'm not, I'm done with this because when I was in a, in my old group, they used to pay us to come out and perform. 
and they don't care if it was like a lot of our shows, believe it or not, no, I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna say a lot of the shows were last minute. But we'd have some last minute shows that they'll be like, Hey, we need you in like um New York by tomorrow at ten o'clock, perform. You get here, you're gonna get paid. And we're in like Virginia Beach. And we hit the road, get up there, perform, get paid, and come home, you know? So nowadays it's like, hey, well, and I'm not gonna say it's everywhere, but it was a point in time where it was excessive a few years ago where it's like every show somebody wants you to pay to perform and you're like okay what what so I got to pay to travel to New York or travel to Atlanta or wherever pay for my hotel pay for my accommodations to you know eat food etc accommodate my DJ if I have one or band if I have one pay them etc bring you a whole stage performance and i'm paying you to perform you know so that's just crazy to me that concept to me is crazy and a lot of promoters would you know justify it and probably gonna listen to me here and cuss me out and be like oh fuck you ganga blah blah, blah. and i can respect that i can respect the hustle everybody has to have their hustle right but i, I said with me i want um gongoli and i want dough records and i don't i'm not trying to talk about myself a third person or whatever i want myself as an artist gongoli and um doe records and anyone affiliated with us to get it organically you know so like what's for me out there is gonna be for me you know so um yeah so a couple of years ago i just made my mind up like i'm not doing that but i will say it is the easy route <laughs> you know because going the other way going the um uncharted trail or the road less traveled um, of saying, Hey, I'm going to, um, try and get a distribution deal. I'm going to try and get my music, you know, to, you know, executives for licensing. I'm going to try and get my music out to, um, radio stations for airplay. You have to, you have to pound the pavement and you have to like really beat the feet or whatever, you know what I'm saying? You have to really get out there and, um, get it going. Emails, you have to turn into your own secretary. You have to turn into your own lawyer. You have to turn it to your own um, representative. In some cases, your own manager, just depending on what you're trying to do. You know, so it's a lot of work. And sometimes it gets discouraging as an artist to do all of that. And I get it because there's been plenty of days when I've been here like, oh, my God, I'm going to cry. I'm done with this shit. This isn't for me. Why? You know, all the stuff that entrepreneurs go through. You know, as artists and as an indie artist trying to just do it yourself, you're an entrepreneur. Like, don't let no one ever tell you otherwise. You are an entrepreneur and this is your business, you know, and it's hard, you know, when you try to go that organic route. It's easy to wake up and say, hey, I'm going to pay whoever. I don't know who's out there doing whatever, but I'm going to pay someone to make my shit look like I have 80,000 views. But then when you log into, like, say, for example, Spotify for artists you see your dashboard, it really shows you who's been listening and where they've been listening. And um, a couple of years ago, just to give you a little story on that, um, <clears throat> why I like things like Spotify for Artists, which is the dashboard, and I like that, that controlling. Like the dashboard is where you control your situation, right? If you're playing a game or you're doing whatever, your dashboard is where your home base is. So I like having that ability and that access because I'm controlling my music. I'm controlling my music career. You know, the algorithms, true algorithms 
if you use it correctly, if you're looking at it, like, okay, well, where are they listening to my music at? Well, I'm noticing a lot of people listen to my music in um, the Bronx versus um, Tampa or vice versa. I could say a lot of people listen to my music in Tampa versus Virginia Beach, you know? And then I could be like, okay, well, I'm going to pitch a show to a couple of clubs in Tampa. And I'm a black, you know, gongoli, you know, my music is, you know, and I could show them my algorithms like, yo, trust me, I will bring a crowd. People will come out. I'm going to use my platforms to get them to come out. They're going to come out. Well, let's make this happen. I get my money. You get your money. We make this happen. Let's make it work, you know, and you're able to leverage yourself as an artist into getting another form of, you know, another stream of income, you know? So, um, to me, I feel like you're shortening yourself or you're shortchanging yourself by doing things like, oh, I'm going to pay for likes. Or I'm going to pay for views or I'm going to pay for things that you're not really seeing results from, you know, because it's still a business and with every business, you still want to know your numbers. You still want to know your targeted audience. You still want to know where your, your, your product is selling so you can sell more of it in that area. Right? So I'm, I'm rambling. Oh my God, she can talk. I'm rambling. But all of that to say, this is a, a brief little, that's the type of conversations I have with my young artists when they call me or they come through, you know, that's what we talk about. But, um, all of that to say is I was like, I'm, it's been a long road to get to where I'm at with this new video that we dropped. Follow me now. And for it to be released, um, not just on YouTube because it's on YouTube, but it's on YouTube through Vivo. Vivo's a tough cookie, so shout out to Vivo. And shout out to y'all for, um, <laughs> you know, picking up another one of my videos. Because it's, it's been a couple of years. Now, just to give you perspective, I don't know how other people do it. You know, like, I'm not with a major label. So, you know, I'm still learning and still figuring out things. So, I don't, you know, if someone wants to say, hey, you're listening to this and you feel in your heart and you want to help me out, feel free to hit me up. So I don't know how other artists go about it, but, um, we pitch it to, um, Vivo and I have a gongly Vivo channel, but then, you know, there's curators and the curators will, you know, check out the videos and say, you know, deem it worthy for their platform or not, regardless if you have a channel up there, you know? So for literally, I got like, um, about five years ago when I told you I started on this quest of like, I'm going to reach out, I'm going to pound the pavement and I'm going to do things organically and get it organically. And if I, if it means emailing people and if it means me doing the research and figuring out, and if it means me having to show up physically in person at the office and, you know, take some meetings with these people, I'm going to do it because I have to do this for me as an artist, as an indie artist, you know? So I did it you know, five years ago and they, they picked up two of my videos respectively. I rock and Hey, I want to say is up there, but then, um, I pitched a couple other videos to them, you know, since then. Cause it's not like those are the only two videos I have on YouTube. I have a YouTube channel, Gongly MC. So you can go up there and you'll see like a plethora of videos, a plethora of different like content, music content that I have up there. <clears throat> Excuse me. But, um, on Gongly Vivo, which is, you know, definitely run by Vivo channel. They curate that. So they're like, we don't care if you're Gongoli. We need the, what we like from Gongoli and what we think is deemed acceptable for our platform up here. So I pitch and they're like, no, no, that's not, we don't think that is this good fit. So it's been like that for about the last five years. Like I'll send a video over and they're like, no, I'm like, damn, 
throw it up on my channel, like whatever. We're gonna get it out there. We're gonna put it up there. But for some reason, <clears throat> I feel like it's um a combination of timing. I feel like divine order, prayer, hard work, some tears mixed in there as well. I said, you know, this one I feel good. I feel confident about this. Something this was like pitch it to vivo because I can't even lie. Like the last video I did, which was the one I did in um, France, which was. A dope video I did I shot it at the Louvre and I shot it at a couple of places around Paris around you know the area so you know it's just nice sights and nice um aesthetics but I didn't even try to send it over to Viva because I was like I'm so tired of them you know rejecting me I probably should have tried but it's too late I can't because previous release it was released in 2019 so they don't do they don't accept previously released videos it has to be like a new release your most recent release never before released videos, certain criteria you have to go through. So, um, I don't know. Voice in my head was just like, let's, um, submit this time to vivo. And I did. And I'm so grateful and so excited to say that when I got that email from them saying approve, you would have thought I got approved for a second home or something the way I was so excited. Like I ran into the room, Colossal was sleeping. I'm like in the studio doing some other stuff. And I just like ran into the room. Ah! I started doing a dance. And he was like, you look like that kid from the, some meme. And then he was like joking me. And I'm like, I, I feel like him too. I'm happy, you know? So <clears throat> yeah, they was like your official tissue. Then to make that even even, you know, just to put more cherries on top of this cake, um, I got the approval from Apple Music. Well, Apple, I guess it's Apple TV Music. I don't know. But Apple, I'll put it like that. And Tidal, simultaneously, like literally days later, like all within days apart, they all were approved. So <clears throat> I don't know if that, you know, the algorithm gods are in my favor the curators is just like, yo, she's persistent or what have you. But I'm so proud about this because this video has, um, is officially released not only on YouTube, but it's YouTube Vivo on the Gongoli Vivo channel, as well as on Tidal and Apple. And I'm hoping it might be on some more places like, um, on demand, like, the box on Roku, if you have Roku. So I'm, I'm praying that it's going to be picked up because I'm like this, if Vivo and Tidal picked it up, you can't even like, um, you can't even discourage me at this point. You can't even like really deter me at this point. My hopes is I'm feeling really confident about this. So I just want you all out there to send up a good prayer in Jesus name that, um, it gets picked up by like the box and like on demand channel, you know, video channels and maybe even revolt TV. Like, you know, I'm just praying for, you know, shoot for the, shoot for the moon and you land amongst the stars. Right. So that's what we're going to do out here. So that's, um, but right now I feel like I leaped over Mars because it is on vivo title and Apple follow me now. So if you are streaming or if you use any of those streaming platforms, vivo really is YouTube but they have their own, like, I don't know, sector of YouTube. So like, for example, if you go onto YouTube, you will find like three variations of my content. You would find my direct website. Well, my direct channel, I should say, which is Gongoli MC. Then you'll find, um, Gongoli Vivo, which is, is not run by me. It's run by Vivo. 
So, you know, and I'm, I kind of, I feel important because I have a gongly vivo. Hey, dopey J. <laughs> but um, I'm excited about that. Yeah, I'm sorry. And then um, you can also find gongly, you know, which is like whenever I release something, they'll just put like the digital album available for streaming on YouTube. So you can find all the albums. So like if you don't have Spotify, if you don't have YouTube, um, excuse me, if you don't have Apple music or Deezer or any of those subscribed or subscription model platforms to listen to the music and create a playlist, just go to YouTube and you can create a playlist and, um, you can get the music up there. You can either see, like I said, you can do a combination of where you can add the videos of minds as well as, you know, whatever tracks you like from whichever discography you like, you know, from the discography I have up there and, um, create a playlist. So those are the three ways you can find me. So there's Gongoli, the music, Gongoli Vivo, which is my official, music videos. And then there's Gongoli MC, which is where I curate the content and I have music videos, um, cartoons with my music over just different type of content that I created, or I had, I worked with other creators like Colossal TV and, um, you know, Sam Rogers, just other creators is up there on my channel. So you can see that up there. But then, um, like I said, Gongoli Vivo is, it's a horse of its own that I'm just so happy that they took follow me now. Oh my God. Oh my God. So yeah, I'm not trying to, um, beat you down about the whole process with that, but I just wanted to share that with you of like, it's not easy, you know, and I wear my badge because some people like, and I know, um, like I've had, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A and R's, I guess, or, um, scouts reach out to me. And they're like, you know, hey, we see, we, we like your content. We like what you're doing, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, really? And sometimes I'd be like, I got question it because I'm like, I do not have a thousand likes. How, how are you liking my content? How do you feel like my content is good? And I'm not questioning myself, but sometimes I just, you know, I question the contact because there's a lot of scammers out there, y'all. So y'all also have to be careful about that as well because a lot of people like to sell artists' dreams because they feel like artists are like naive people. They don't view artists as business people. And um, that's something that I wish that, I don't know, I could do something to change that. Or, you know, but there's a lot of people out there that you should just kind of look up, like research. I think one of the good, a good example would be Jay-Z. You know, a lot of people disagree because of his, you know, his views. But Kanye West is another good businessman to look at. Master P, Dr. Dre. These are all men that, um, 50 cents. These are all men that rap or made beats or basically started out as rappers, right? And they form several different, um, forms of in, um, streams of income, I should say. So they form several different streams of income. Let me say it clearly for you all. <laughs> and, um, <clears throat> they're living comfortably now, you know, Dre got beats headphones. That was one of his biggest deals that like seals the deal. Like he don't have to make another beat if he want to, but he still does. Then we have like 50 cent with the vitamin water. One of his biggest deals. He didn't have to do much after that, but then he came back around with his liquor and power and for life, you know, and, and so on. Like Jay-Z, he, he had 40, 40 club. He didn't have to do anything else. That was franchising, but then he did real estate. He invests in sports. He invests in athletes, has a, a sport and, um, a sports agency, I guess you want to call it. And then rock nation, a whole artist entertainment vertical, like, come on. So yeah, these people are people that I, that inspire me. And I look at them 
Russell Simmons, you know, Rick Rubin. You look at these people and um, it's do a little bit of research on them. Even Dame Dash, you know, a lot of people say, oh, whatever. But I think Dame Dash is a really good businessman, very smart. And um, he's another person that I look at in our research. And I'm like, okay, I like the way they move. Let me see what they're doing, you know, and see what I can take from that, what I learned from that, and how I can implement it into Gongoli's career, into Doe Records, brand, stuff like that, you know. So I think as artists that we should – Take off those um, rose-colored glasses if we still... I don't know any artist that should still have some on, but if you do, take them off, you know? And um, you're going to have to put in some elbow grease, you know? And sometimes it's going to be uncomfortable, like when you put a post up and it only has 10 likes, and you're like, what? This is... I put a lot of work into this. How does it only have 10 likes, you know? It's okay. Because I'd rather know that I have 10 real people like my song and those 10 real people because remember now six degrees of separation those 10 people could potentially turn into 60 people and then those 60 people can turn into 120 people you you see you feel where i'm going so i'd rather see it organically and i as you see i started a podcast because i encourage to talk like i feel like that's something that's probably been eating away at me as an artist for years is figuring out a way to connect to my audience and let you guys in to know about me like I'm not really like I I love artists that you know they can go on on live Instagram live all day and um not saying all day but you know go up there and you know do I love it it entertains me too and I'm still trying to figure out my niche uh, on how I can utilize that to me because I'm a talker you know and um, I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely incorporate some visuals. I'm not gonna sit here and say like, oh, I'm scared of the camera because I'm not. But um, I just was for years overthinking it, thinking too hard, trying to figure out how can I um incorporate this to kind of let open my doors and let you guys in and to get to know me a little bit. So ultimately I came up with this way she can talk, you know, but another way before I did the podcast, before I came up with this baby, I said, you know what I'm going to do is, um, I'm going to pound that pavement and I'm going to be really like, you know, um, interactive and I'm going to, you know, and I'm going to be in an uncomfortable space. So if people go and, you know, cause you got, you got haters, you got competition, you got people that want to like, see what you doing, sizing you up. So they could be like, Oh, she only got 20 likes. Ain't nobody checking for her. But, um, I can guarantee you, and this is going to be a, a, a quick little shit talk because, you know, I am a rapper, but I can guarantee any of y'all motherfuckers see me live is a different situation. Trust me. Okay. So all that, you know, oh, looking at my numbers or whatever. And, and, and honestly, for the record, I don't have bad numbers. I don't keep bad numbers. I'm just talking about, I'm saying this at, in a first person point of view, but I want you guys to feel it because I know some artists out there that get discouraged because they'll be like, oh, you know, damn, I put this out and I only got 10 views. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. What's going on? Don't just, don't get discouraged. Keep going and focus on the fact that you got three likes. They be like, Hey, I got three new likes. So these are three potential people that's going to go check out my project, three potential streams. You know what I'm saying? That could, I could throw it into the bucket. That could be on my next royalty check. You know what I'm saying? And it's not even, shouldn't even be about the money. Honestly, when you're doing it, if you're doing it from the heart, there's no way it could be about the money. I could tell you about that straight up. 
if you're doing this organically and you're doing this indie and you're like, yo, I really want to get my music out there. It could be no way possible, in my opinion, that you could be doing it for the glam or doing it for the fans or doing it for the money, because a lot of that ain't really there in the beginning. You know, it's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of proving yourself. It's a lot of um, performing for crowds of people that don't know who you are and staring at you expressionless, like do something before I boo you type of thing, you know? So it's a lot of hard work and it could get discouraging, you know, and a lot of people don't want to put in that work. A lot of people don't want to do their own copyrights. You know what I'm saying? Like register themselves with a um, licensing agency or, you know, a royalty agency. Like just, this is, is crazy to me, but you see these, these rappers, they'll be dressed in the nines, have on expensive. They'll have on so much jewelry that you could have bought a studio. You could have like registered, you know, trademark your name. You could do so much stuff, but instead you're just wearing that around your neck. You know what I'm saying? I see, you know, I see a lot of stuff, but I'm not here to judge it. It's not my, it's, it's your prerogative. It's not my place or my position to tell you what you're doing or, you know, to say, oh, this is wrong or that's right, right? No, it's not it. But um, let me kind of bring it into the title of my episode, which is The History Lies, The History and the Future Lies Within You. Right. So I have to give you a little bit of the past, which is like what happened to me five years ago. I'm getting bombarded on Instagram, bombarded on Twitter, uh, you know, pay for views, pay for this. I'm like, I'm not doing that shit. As I know, a lot of you guys get bombarded with that stuff, too. I felt offended. You can ask Colossal. I took a personal like one day I was like, maybe I had a meltdown. Like, what the fuck? Do they think my music is whack that I got to pay people to fucking say they liked it? What the fuck? You know, excuse my language, guys, because I don't really curse a lot. And I'm trying not to curse a lot on this podcast, but I'm just giving you the energy so you can be in the room with me and action. So I'm like, what the fuck? Why are they? I, I, you know, and I'm like losing it. Like, I refuse to pay these people. I wish they would leave me alone. Like, I wish they would stop fucking spamming me. You know what I'm saying? It was crazy. And Colossal was like, yo, you shouldn't even focus on that. Like, why you, you don't pay for it? It's not like somebody scammed you and took your money and whatever. You don't believe in that, so just ignore it. You know that is you know they're trying to just hustle and get their money, whatever way they can. Just ignore it, you know. So after a while, I was like, you know, you're right. And I, every time someone hit me up with that BS, I block them. So I, I throw block parties in case you don't know. So that's another thing. Don't say nothing crazy or do nothing crazy. Respect the elements because I do block parties otherwise. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So with that being said, I was just like, I made my mind up that day. Like, you know, when I had that um, meltdown, like, you know what? I'm not going to um, fuck this. I'm not going to, you know, feel offended by this or feel like I'm not good enough. I'm going to work harder, you know, saying to get what I need to get and to prove that I don't got to spend money like that. And in the end, y'all going to be paying me my money. Y'all going to pay me what y'all owe me. Like I'm, I'm so serious about that, you know, because it's hard work. And a lot of people be like, Oh, you can't do it for the money. You can't do it for, um, that you're right. You're right. You know how many artists got robbed of their stuff? You know how many classics right now we listen to and the rightful, owner and the rightful creator of that music does not even get recognized when um the song is played much less when royalties are being paid so as an artist i'm with prince on that i'm with any artist that says you know 
go independent, stand up for yourself and demand what you know your worth, first of all, and demand it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying go out there and cuss people out and, you know, be like Suge Knight, hang people over the balcony, no shit like that. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying you do have negotiating power because you have a skill set. You have a certain set of skills that if you're not getting on the stage performing, there is no entertainment for the night. You know what I'm saying? And I think that as artists, we all need to just receive that. Now, don't get me wrong. I have done performances for charity. I have done performances for my job. You know, like, hey, you know, we, we know you rap. Do you mind? And I'll do a jingle, do a, you know, do a warm-up for whatever. I'll do it. I don't care because, you know what, that stuff is for me. It's two things. It's a practice. It's exercise. It's like you're exercising your muscles. If you stop exercising or, you know, you haven't had a chance to take a, a run like you normally would run in the mornings. But then your friends say, hey, Saturday, let's, we're going to go hiking. You know what? I'm going to go with you because I didn't run all last week, but I still need to get that exercise muscle in. You know, I need to exercise my muscles. So it's the same thing with um, performing. I don't turn down performances if someone's like, hey, I'd rather you say, I can't pay you, but I really love your, you know, I love you as an artist and I would love for you to come out if you can. Now, don't get me wrong. This is this disclaimer. I'm not saying that so everyone can say that to me and be like, hey, I can't pay you and come out and perform and I'm going to come out and perform. I'm not saying that because I still have family to feed. I still have you know, bills to pay. I'm still human. I have a mortgage. I have things, you know what I'm saying? That I can't say to them, Hey, I did some charity for free. So you should give me lights for free. You know what I'm saying? Everyone has to pay and, and to live. So don't short me my living, you know what I'm saying? So I'm not trying to say like, Oh no, but I will do it. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I feel like music is fun. Music is for soothing to the soul. Music is entertainment and you know just the entertainment is good for people so if it's something to like hey let's get the um morale boosted let's get everyone kind of motivated I'm down for that I don't have no problem with that but also recognize and remember that this is a job for me and I'm working so yeah I don't know you guys but I don't work like for free when I go to my job okay so yeah right (laughs) so she can talk all right, so we're going to go to my video. So I've been talking about it. I've been telling you, like, how I got here. So, like I said, Bevo, Tidal, Apple, picked it up. So, yes, I'm talking 45 minutes in about it, and I'm so excited because you couldn't have really told me five years ago or shit. You couldn't have told me three years ago when I was in the trenches emailing, crying, researching, Googling, figuring out, asking people questions all around the world about how to get certain things done from a record label standpoint versus an artist standpoint, you know, and how to operate and maneuver from a business manager standpoint versus an artist manager standpoint. You know, I even had to go back to school guys. Like this is, you know, so a lot of people be like, Oh, you know, you hear those stories where people are like, Oh, I dropped out of school and I became a rapper and I'm famous and now I'm in movies. That's great. And now, and I'm not going to say that doesn't happen, but sometimes when you're trying to go the different route of like, okay, you know, I want to create a lane for myself or I want to open doors, not only for myself, but for others, 
you have to kind of put a little extra elbow grease in there and make sure you're doing it correctly. And that, that requires education. So I'm not, I'm not embarrassed or ashamed to say that, that I'm presently in school right now, you know, for business management. And you'll be like, but you have a business, what? But you can always learn, right? You can always, there's always something you can learn, you know? So I think me simultaneously being in school and applying it immediately to Doe Records has been like one of the best things that's happened to me in the last couple of years here because I have been um, applying the work, you know, applying the research. And then to see it now to us to arrive at a day like today where it's like Vivo, Tidal, Apple picked it up after several years of me, you know, doing crazy um, emails that, you know, how you ever send an email out, you look at it like, oh, my God, I would totally reject this shit. (laughs) You know, after the fact, after sending a bunch of those out and then coming back around and kind of reassessing and, you know, back to the drawing board. I'm just I'm proud of that. So you know, sue me. I don't honestly like, and it sounds, I I want you guys to like the video, but if you don't like the video, that's still fine with me. You know why? Because my motto says, if you like it, tell a friend, if you don't like it, tell a friend. So you know how I feel there. But on top of that, I'm so proud of what we've done to get it here. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't easy and it wasn't from, um, you know, like the, the easy route, you know, the paying route or pay for the, when you, when you, don't when we when you go the hard route it's truly that it's hard so when it pays off it's rewarding and you should never let anyone take that from you just like I'm here tonight letting you guys know I'm not letting y'all take that from me you know what I'm saying so a couple of things I want to shout out in the video so you already know the times we're living in the video I said two things I want to follow me now to be colorful and vibrant because that's how I feel the song is I see colors I see you know, like, um, you know, the Caribbean, Caribbean people, Florida, there's anywhere that's tropical. You just see like a lot of bright colors just in the aesthetics you know, of life, you know, living. So I'm, I'm in that mode right now. So I was like, I want colors, but I also want it to be, as, I want the video to have a, as much of a message, excuse me, if not more of a message than the song. Right. And I already broke down, like in the song, I'm talking about like me my growth and changes. And then I give out some advice like, Hey guys, just give you some tips of what I did. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying like, this is Bible, but this might help you. It might help someone. Right. So in addition to that, just the times that we've been in, like, you know, from the time that we went into quarantine and, you know, we were ready to shoot these videos and then we, we became doubtful and kind of nervous to go out and interact because of, of COVID-19. But then, um, on the news, we're seeing like protests play out. We see George Floyd, God, you know, God bless him. Rest in peace. Breonna Taylor, God bless her. Rest in peace. Ahmad from Georgia, bless, you know, bless him. Rest in peace. We've seen all that happen within the span of a couple of months of us being quarantined. Then I started seeing like, um, all the black lives matter murals, like where it's painting the streets in front of the white house in Philly, in New York and Brooklyn, in St. Pete in Florida here, you just see like all these streets with black lives matter painted on them. And as I'm talking right now, I'm getting goosebumps up my back and up my arm because it just was like an awakening, not only for me, but I feel like for the world, you know, like the world is finally looking at like, say, look, black people are treated very unevenly. 
you know, and um, it has to stop, you know, it has to stop. So I, I, I wanted to incorporate that as well because I am a black woman. And even though I'm grateful and I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, you know, I deal with police brutality or I deal with um, discrimination on a daily basis. I'm grateful I don't, you know what I'm saying? I'm grateful that I live in a very forward moving area and I'm grateful that I'm, I deal and interact with forward thinking people. You know, and I'm grateful that, um, even myself, because black people, we have our racisms and our qualms and our stereotypes against other races. And then we get offended when people use those stereotypes and qualms of their own on us, but we're all human. And I'm not, you know, saying black people are wrong and white people are wrong. No, I'm just saying like, we're all human and we're all guilty of it, you know? So I kind of, it was exciting and it was hopeful to me and it was, um, it just did something to me to see all of those black lives matter murals go up and you see like different artists coming together to create them. And then you see like, um, the protests and don't get me wrong. Cause people want to hear the protests. They just want to think of like, Oh, the violence and the breaking of destruction of the communities and stuff like that. In my opinion, and I'm not here to go deep with it and go left or right. I always told you, I try to keep it light, but in my humble opinion, I feel like the protests, and what these people want to define as the protest or highlight as the protest is two different things. You know, I've seen so many peaceful protests here in Tampa. I've seen them in New York. I've seen them in Virginia, you know, like peaceful protests. I've, and these are from people that I know, not people that I just interact with on social media, but these are people that can pick up the phone and call me and I'm seeing them interact in peaceful protests. I'm not going to lie. I protested on um, at home and you might want to call me an armchair activist because I'll do my best on, um, just in these times right now. Like if there was no coronavirus, I would have been out protesting and I would have been out there, but it's, I'm, I'm not even going to lie and sit here and be like, I'm not nervous about COVID or I'm not, um, you know, I'm, it's a scary time. So I don't want to risk it me personally. So I didn't, I stayed away from crowds doing all of that, but I spiritually, I was there physically. I'm still, I support the fight. I, um, any way I can support, I have, I have donated to the black lives matter movement. I have donated to several charities, you know what I'm saying? That for several movements, you know, battered wives. I've had an album, um, a couple of years ago where, um, actually it's all fruits ripe. A portion of my royalties went to assist, um, domestic, uh, you know, women or victim, women and children, victims of domestic abuse. Like I'm, I'm so terrible with names. You know what I do? Because I'd be really just like kind of going off the top when I be talking, but I need to do like a checklist and stuff and have like my whole stuff out. So I'm going to get better. I'm going to get more organized, but, um, yeah, I came across this charity a few years ago and they were in New York based and they deal with like, you know, women that are victims of domestic abuse and they help them get out of the situation. Like I'm talking about immediately get out, not like, Oh, now that you're out, you're in a shelter. We're going to help you get a, a, a outfit for an interview type of thing. No, like these people come and help you flee in the middle of the night if you need them. You know what I'm saying? And it's like a type of thing where, you know, you call them and you're like, yeah, I'd like to order a pizza. And you know, they say that for, um, cause I can't lie. I heard that first with like 911 because 
long story i'm rambling but a couple of you know she over 10 years now when i was like starving artist and i'm like i'm gonna do anything i'm gonna join the navy i'm gonna do something type of thing i um applied for a 911 operated dispatch in maryland and i went you know basically got the job and i went but i did not work the job because their little orientation traumatized me i felt like i was inside of an investigative discovery episode and i was just too much i watch it on tv but i don't really want to you know take the calls of people really in distress like that like that was traumatizing just sitting in the orientation but um all that to say i'm kind of rambling but you know to say I've heard that there in that orientation where they were saying like pizza calls, you'll get pizza calls and you know, immediately just send is like a certain type of, um, dispatch that you would send out. So that way the cop would know, Hey, it's someone being abused by their husband is a domestic abuse situation and it's dangerous and we have to get there immediately type of thing. But they called them pizza calls, meaning that nine times out of 10, these women kind of know the code where they would be like, yeah, I'd like to order a pizza and would order the pizza. But in reality, they call a 911. And instead of me, you know, being a phone operator on the phone, like, what do you mean? You got 911. This isn't a pizza. What are you talking about? You, as soon as you hear that, you know that they cannot really say what they need and you'll send someone out. Right. So it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like that, you know what I'm saying? Where, um, they do like pizza calls, but they were in New York. And then they, then they would get you like to a safe shelter or to a relative, like wherever you wanted to go type of thing. And whatever you needed, like say if you left the house and you was in your pajamas, they would give you like, you know, clothes, they'll give you food, they'll give the kids whatever they need to kind of get them to their next safe house or safe haven. So, but you know, this is a, this is a charity that's kind of unconventional and, um, their, um, tactics are not really, I'm not gonna say it's not recognized because it is. And they do have like a national, you know, organization where it's worldwide, but, um, you know, like it's not really funded by police or it's not funded by like, you know, the government, you know, so they needed funding. But when I heard that I it immediately resonated with me because of, you know, the orientation I've been through. Cause like I told you, the orientation traumatized me that I could not take the job as a, as a nine one operator. But, it left things with me. It left a, a certain amount of empathy with me or in me, I should say towards just different people and just different things that they're going through, you know? So a couple of years ago I saw that there was a charity and you know, they were open to donations and everything like that. And when I kind of researched them and figured out what they did, I thought that was so, you know, inspiring and hopeful and dope at the same time. Like who says, look, we'll come in the middle of the night and get you ma. You don't even have to have on no bra or no, just your pajamas. We got you. Come on. You know what I'm saying? And they get you to a safe place, feed you, get, you know, get you good. Like we need more of that. We need more people willing to help people in distress. So I was like, bet, you know, I'm going to help them out, you know, and, and send a donation. So that's the type of stuff that I do, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, and I try to like make sure that it go. And one thing I hate about donations is because sometimes it's so uncertain if it's going to go right to the right hands or go to go to the people that need it. So I do extensive research beforehand, but I'm rambling. Oh my God. I'm sorry. She can talk. You already know I could talk y'all. We in episode six, but, um, all that to say is, um, it's just like a lot of things that over the last couple of years has rounded me out as a human being, you know? 
So, and I'm grateful for that because when you become more, um, when you learn more, when you become more experienced in the world and when you just encounter people of different backgrounds and different life experiences, it broadens your perception of life and it broadens your perception of people, you know, and it kind of makes you gain more empathy and understanding for people. Right. So that's how I ended up with that ramble, <laughs> but, um, follow me now. Right. So I think I already broke down to y'all the song and the creative process of follow me now in episode one, the story of La Esmeralda and, and right quick, real quick before I ended out, I just wanted to break down some of the, um, scenes that we shot. I'm not going to um, break them like scene by scene, but what I will say is this, it was about three different scenes. Actually it was about four five different scenes, but once Colossal edited down some scenes, we agreed, ah, we don't, we don't need those. Right. So we ended up with like three nice main scenes. Um, lots of artwork. A lot of people has been hitting me up. Like, where did you shoot this video at? The artwork is amazing. So I want to shout out the Dr. Carter G. Woodson African American Museum in St. Pete. They have the black lives matter mural in front of of their museum and um really and truly colossal and i were heading to the museum to shoot the black lives matter you know mural on the street and get some shots out there and you know stuff like that and then on the way there we saw a couple of more powerful murals literally on the way there so it's not one place you know that we shot at we but i wanted to shout out the Dr. Carter G. Woodson African American Museum because um, shout out to the ladies out there, the curators. They were so warm and inviting. We bought some um, Black Lives Matter t-shirts and, you know, donated, um, made a donation to the museum. And it was just so, they were so, they were so friendly. And I mean, I understand, and I totally respected it. They they were like, definitely like, um, playing it safe and, you know, like, uh, uh-uh, I can't, the, the museum is really closed, what y'all need type of thing. But then, you know, after we was able to like, let them know what we were doing, they were receptive. They were like, okay. And they, you know, warmed up to us, but it's understandable. These are tough. It's Rona 2020. Right. But, um, just, you know, seeing the African-American history and then honestly, St. Pete is a very rich in in African-American history and the culture of African-American culture out there. And I'm not talking about like, oh, you see a whole bunch of black people. Like as you're driving through the streets, you can see like, and I'm just talking about this is the path that we took to the museum. So I'm just talking about the path from where we live to the museum. We just seen the pride, the black pride in the neighborhoods. You've seen the artwork up the murals. You've seen people painting as we were driving new murals of like, just different, powerful, you know, just black figures and characters and, you know, just art. It was beautiful. You see like Creole restaurants with beautiful gardens. You see soul food restaurants with beautiful outdoor patios and waterfalls. And you seen, um, you know, you just seen the culture of the black people, like the nice neighborhood barbershop. And so, um, it was just beautiful to feel that, that culture and that energy of a, of a community of black people proud to 
be in their community and proud of their community and their neighborhood. You know, you've seen it clean. It wasn't hood and burnt down and it wasn't um scary. Like, oh my God, we got to lock our door type of thing. No, you know, and um, it just gave me a sense of pride. So I'm also proud of the fact that I was able to um, highlight that or highlight some of the artwork from Tampa, from, you know, St. Pete, even from Pasco County. You know what I'm saying? Like we went to a few different places and the artwork is there. Art lives in Tampa and in Florida for real, but there's a lot of art out here, a lot of artists out here. So it was just beautiful. So me, like I said, I wanted the video to have its own message. I wanted to have just as much of a message as, um, the song did. And I think that we definitely achieved that because so many people were like, oh my God, this video, these visuals, this artwork the angel scene, this scene, you know, the beat is amazing. And that's another thing. So many people came back around and it's like quoting lyrics and it's telling me like, yo, I didn't even realize you said this, you know, this is deep. I like this because I always say, you know, I'm, I'm a New Yorker and in New York back in the day, we used to be like, yo, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, you see in the midst of a conversation, you tell somebody a story, you be like, you know, or you're trying to like, um, gauge that the plus the person is following you along or they're kind of right with you on your story so you're like yo you know what i'm saying you see what i'm saying you see what i'm saying so you see what i'm saying would be something that a lot of new yorkers would say back in the day but like i was saying to colossal i was like see what i'm saying to me is a powerful statement because sometimes people can't really hear what you're saying until they see what you're saying so sometimes visuals help people hear your musical message that much better. And I, I think that, um, we executed that well with follow me now because, um, the song, like I've seen somebody put up, um, a comment, you know, cause I'm not going to say all my comments are a positive. I had like one or two, but, um, somebody put up a comment somewhere. I don't remember what was that right now. Cause I don't really care about the negative stuff, but they said something to the effect of like, Oh, you know, so you just want like, um, people to follow you. You just want to be like a cult following or something. And I was like, huh? Okay. So first of all, you didn't hear the song. <laughs> Second of all, I know follow me now. can be so confusing. Cause if you see that title, you just, and, and living in present day with social media in the age of social media, you're going to think I'm encouraging people to follow me on social media, but it goes back to my Jamaican roots. Like you all know, I'm Jamaican first episode out the gate. She could talk. I told y'all. So with my Jamaican roots there, I, I think I even mentioned that then as well. And I'll mention it again that I grew up watching reggae sunsplash. You know what I'm saying? My uncle would bring the tapes back from Jamaica when he would go on tour with his homeboy Shinehead and Shinehead perform wherever they go to England, Japan, Jamaica, and then come back on New York. And when them come back, then bring tip from every show. And um, my favorite tapes were the Reggae Sunsplash. Shout out to the Sagittarius band. I know they like old school, but they was one of my favorite live bands to watch. Because let me tell you, Reggae Sunsplash was like a two, three day event, right? And this year bond, unless the artists wanted their own band to back them, Sagittarius band backed basically 99.9% of the artists that performed over the course of the four days, right? And you watch this these shows, and these dudes don't lose a beat. They don't look tired. They don't miss a note. 
or do they lose any energy? They jump in, they bring it back down. They, they, they whatever artist performing, Shabba Ranks, they up there jumping with him. You know, Lieutenant Stitchy, if they jumping with him, Admiral Bailey, they bring it down low with him, like they just going in, right? So, one thing all of the reggae artists used to always say to, and it is something that anyone who's worked with a band or performed with a band know that as a performer, you're the lead. So as a lead, you're doing what? Leading the band. And what do you need them to do? Follow you, right? Follow you, your cue. If you're like, bring it down low so I can talk to the crowd. They got to be following you to see your cue to bring it down low. When, you know, you're like, okay, now we got to get hype and start jumping and, you know, getting it, getting it lit. They got to follow you to see you say, let's bring it up to get it lit, right? So Jamaican artists will be like, follow me now, follow me now, follow me now, you know? But they're talking to the band, but the crowd is just like, follow me now, follow me now, Runkum, follow me. And it turns into like a chant or whatever. But that's something that I've seen a lot of reggae artists say in my growing up when they're on stage performing with the live bands. You know, that was just like a call to like a cue to let them know like, hey, I need you to bring it down low or hey, follow me. I'm about to get hype. You know what I'm saying? So... Originally, I took, you know, so I always had that in me. But um, when I was writing the song, I took that concept of like, because hearing the beat is like a mixture to me of boom bap, um, a little bit of southern rap, maybe trap in there. But I also hear that extra Caribbean in there too, that like still Caribbean drums, some calypso drums or something, right? So I was like, I could definitely throw some you know, some Caribbean feels on that. So I went with that for the hook. Come follow me now. Because I felt like if you listen to the way I rhyme on it, it's like the beat is following my cadence. I change cadence. I change, I don't rhyme one certain way or one certain style. I might start one way, go high. Um, oh my God, I'm getting tongue tied over here. Go low, then go high, get a little, you know, melodic, then go back to a rap, you know, whatever. But the beat switches it up with me. So the original concept when I was writing this was I like the way this beat is following me now. Right? You feel where I'm going with that, right? Colossal made the beat. Shout out to Colossal on that beat. Shout out to Colossal on that video because he shot both of them. He, he Well, he shot the video and he created the beat, produced the beat. Triple, triple, triple talent. But um, that's why I love him. I love him for so many other reasons too, but Colossal is just one hell of a intelligent smart human being but anyway so i said okay i'm gonna incorporate that i like the way the beat is following me right and then i said you know i started to think about my childhood and thinking about like me in the bronx watching reggae sun splash tapes and you know being like an awkward kid trying to figure out my way and then i started the verse it's kind of i did it in reverse like i started out first the first verse is about like I don't know, me in my 20s, like, I used to be wild, not wild, but, like, loud, and I got to be out there, I got to be seen, you know, same type of thing, right, and then, so, it's like, I took the high road, I mean, like, I'm up there, I'm out there, many moons ago, moons ago, but now it's back roads, and I lay low, that's, like, now I kind of live a quiet life, I, um, you know, I'm, I'm a homeowner, I tend to the yard, I, you know, make sure my dog is healthy, like, I, you know, we cook, we, I rate food. Like, you know, I, I do things more quiet. I'm more calm. Right. And then, um, the second verse, I bring it back to the Bronx. Like when I was born, life wasn't easy living in the Bronx with my mom and my granny. And I tell the story about that. And I'm telling the story about how, like I used to go to 
um, parties and then get on the mic and battle. You know, if it's money, I'm a battle because I'm, I'm coming for the prize, you know. And then, and then I kind of say, like, look, this is what shaped me into creating dope records. And this is where I'm at today as an indie artist and a, and a label owner type of thing, right? So that's what I did there. And then on the third verse is like me, this, I'm speaking to myself, but to you all too. So it's like, I, you know, you have to remind yourself of how you got there, how you survived, how you made it here, how you made it to your happy place or wherever you're at. Right. And you're happy. So, um, I had to remind myself of that. Like, you know, I've seen the struggles. I've seen five-star luxury. Then remember, they never call you until they see the money. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you could be looking for help or you might need a little help, but they ain't going to call you. They're not going to help you because you you a bum or whatever. You're struggling. But then they see you chilling. They see you in France, in London, and then people call you like, yo, what's up? You know, and, you know, whatever. People recognize you. They see you now. So they never call you until they see the money. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, life ain't easy. Choose your roads wisely. Everyone ain't for you, even if they act all smiley. You know, stuff like that. I'm talking to myself because it's stuff, you know, stuff that I've been through, so I got to remind myself of that. And sometimes I'll just play the music and listen. And I'm like, ah, oh, I needed to hear that, Colleen. Thank you, Ganga. Colleen needed to hear that, you know. And then also for you, I have, like, artists, young artists that I um try to mentor, try to, like, help them shape their career. You know, I'm not going to say, oh, I could, you know, put you on and you're going to be rich tomorrow, but I can kind of give you some tools and some jewels, you know? So I, I do talk to young artists and older artists too. Like I don't to me, I don't care about the age. Like if you're an artist and you're trying to better your craft and you're trying to be successful, if there's anything I could do to help, I'm going to do it, you know, and vice versa. I think that we should all help each other. If there's anything out there, I'm well, my, I have an open door policy so you guys can, um, I'm open to suggestions. If it's something that you see like, yo, if Ganga did this, Hey, let's try it, you know, so feel free to reach out. You already know where to find me, right? So um, that's what I did there. And then because of it was like a triple layer entendre, like I told you, the first layer is Sunsplash and, and inspired that, like my reggae Sunsplash watching Sagittarius band and hearing like all the old Jamaican artists say like, follow me now, come follow me, run, come follow me now, like hearing them say some variation of that initiated the song and then me taking that and expanding on okay well i am taking it from my childhood let me talk about me on this song so follow me on my journey as i tell you about me and then i said okay we're gonna make it a triple entendre like you know what you were right follow me on instagram follow me on you know facebook follow me on twitter or whatever and i threw that then at the end like you know because that's just the blatant obvious in 2020 Everyone wants, everyone wants to be followed on their social media platforms. Right. So I threw that in there too. But, um, I say that to say, like, I don't want people to think that it was just a one superficial song. Like I want everyone to follow me on Facebook and Snapchat for real. That, that social media is a whole nother job. Right. So once you get into that realm of saying, Hey, I want to be an influencer. Hey, I want to be a podcaster or Hey, I want to, um, be an artist and interact with my fans on a daily basis. It's work, you know? I'm not even going to lie and say it's not, it's work. So, um, yeah, everyone wants to be followed or whatever the case may be, but that really wasn't like the main, you know, objective of my song, you know, and the whole point, the whole point of it was like, I hope that you can, um, follow me along on my journey to see where I came from, where I presently am and where I intend to go, you know, and these are the tools and jewels that I use on my journey. Hopefully you can find whichever ones resonate with you. And, and, and apply them to your journey, 
you know, so that's what the follow me and now follow me now concept is about. So in the hook, there's a bridge part where I say, I keep it rocking. We rocking all night and it ain't no stopping cause I do it right. It's lit. We popping. We out here shining bright. Our kids forgotten chasing the moonlight. Right? So everyone's like, well, what did I got to do with follow me now? So I come from an era where, you know, to some degree of variation, I know the 5%, um, and just not only just 5%, I'm going to take that back, but, um, so many different cultures and genres, they refer to women as moon, you know, they'll be like, the man is the sun, the woman is the moon, right? So the moon has its own light, just like the sun has its own light and they shine separately, right? Each of them get their both time to shine. So sometimes, especially if it's, um, it's just like, a, it's so crazy. I don't know how I be thinking of stuff. Like I think of something, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. And I write it down. But just to give you an explanation of where that came from, it's like a, a combination of I'm the moon shedding light. My light is like, you know, I gave you the survival tips and I'm shedding some insight into me as a person and what I grew up, how I grew up and what made me go from the little shy girl or the little non-smiling girl rapping for prize money in the Bronx to indie label, Doe Records owner, artist gongoli performing in Paris type of thing, right? So it's just bridging the gap of the growth. So that's what I wanted to do. And I'm the moon. I'm a woman. And I'm shedding my light. So as I'm telling you, as we're on this journey of me telling you the story, I just wanted to, I want you to follow the moonlight, you know? So a lot of people are like, what? No, it's, that's all it was, you know? And um, so sometimes I know I go a little deep and everyone, as, as we should challenge ourselves to go deep. So yeah. What I'm going to do though, because I see I'm going to be two hours here going into my, um, feelings about follow me now and what else resonated and drove me to this song. But, um, I just really wanted to share with you all that follow me now is available right now on vivo title, Apple, YouTube, you know, and wherever else streaming videos are available. I'm praying it gets on the box on Roku. That's what we're working on next here. So I pitched a few of them and I feel good because my other ones is coming back. So we'll see. So keep, you know, keep me in the prayers on that. Y'all I wanted to share that with y'all. I wanted to share that La Esmeralda is still streaming in all digital platforms. You know what I'm saying? So wherever you're listening to this podcast, anywhere except Podbeam, cause that is straight for podcasts. But like, if you're listening on Apple, if you're listening on Spotify, if you're listening on iHeart, if you're listening on Deezer, if you're listening on any of those streaming platforms, you can find La Esmeralda by Gongoli. Same person. Okay. So you can check out my, my album there. Check out the whole entire project and, um, check out the video. Tell me what you think. I actually think, because I'm already here at an hour and some change. Hey, I think I'm going to end it right here. But what I am going to do is play Follow Me Now for y'all. I might end the the show with that. So you can kind of hear what I'm talking about. Okay. And then um, maybe you can check out the song and let me know what you think of that. And then, um, like I said, my motto every time, if you like it, tell a friend. If you don't like it, tell a friend. Either way, it doesn't hurt, right? And um, I want you all out there to stay safe, to love yourselves, because you cannot love me if you don't love you. Wash your hands, 
please keep your hands out your face and please, 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 please wear the mask. Okay. Don't be bold. This is not the time to be courageous or even to fall into, um, propaganda. I say err on the side of caution and be safe versus otherwise. Right. So, all right. Till next time, y'all, this is Colleen, AKA Gongly, AKA Colleen eat wings over there at doughrecords.com. She can talk the podcast. We are wrapping up episode six. And, um, yeah, like I said, um, just to sum it up real quick, my history, that's me being Jamaican. You know, my present is me and Colossal here at Doe Records. And the future is, um, is yet to hold, but it's all within me, just like it is within you. So I want you guys, you know, when you, when this podcast is done, this episode is done, hopefully you listen to the song before you tune me off. But once you're done listening to this, I want you to take those three things, past, present, and future for yourself. And think about it. What for my past do I want to intentionally move forward with like my history, my ancestral history, my culture, my traditions. What do I want to intentionally preserve? What do I want to mend from that to bring forward? What am I present right now? Currently am I proud of, am I doing to not only preserve my history, but to make new memories and create new history for my ancestors or for my, um, generations to come. So past, present, future, think about it for yourself. What's in it for you? What, what's yours looking like? And what are you doing to steer it in the right direction? Right. All right. I love y'all. Y'all be good out there. Okay. Cause I don't think I told y'all that last time, but thank y'all for listening to she can talk podcast. Thank y'all for tuning in with me and one love know that I love you. You know what I'm saying? Every week here, if my voice does a little bit to help you get through the week and um help you get through your day or help you sleep good at night whatever i'm here for you okay and y'all be good talk to y'all later she can talk hey
since me born, yeah Life never easy Living out the ranks with me mom and me granny Coming out the dance, if a smile wasn't friendly Cause if it was a prize, I was coming for the money It's no coincidence, the label's name is Doe What you witnessing, is a major growth We tell ourselves yes, while others say it's no Then they second guess, when they see the show Strong, ain't for the faint hearted, and it won't be long before I'm black carded, and it won't be long before my songs are charted. Cause I keep it rockin', we rockin' all night, and it ain't no stopping, cause I do it right. We slip, we poppin', we out here shining bright. How kids forgotten, follow the moonlight. In five star luxury, they never call you until they see the money. Don't get caught up in fake love, they never happy. When they done with you, they'll carry news about you gladly. Life ain't easy, choose your roads wisely. Everyone ain't for you, even if they act or smiley. Or if they politely ask you for your source, I let them know it's a cause and exactly why I'm the boss. Follow me on IG. Come follow me, come follow me right now